Gamar Jobat from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from the 17th of March, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. On Monday, the 14th, President Salome Zurabashvili addressed Parliament. In her speech, she called on Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky to let Igor Dogolvgo go back to Georgia and resume his job as Ukraine's ambassador. A few weeks ago, Zelensky recalled the envoy from the country after the Georgian government refused to support international sanctions against Russia. The EU, UK, Canada, and the United States, Taiwan, and New Zealand imposed a number of sanctions against Russia, targeting its military exports, energy, and financial sectors. International sporting events that were planned to be held in Russia were moved to different countries. Russian artists and sportsmen have been banned from taking part in international competitions. FIFA and UEFA prohibited Russian teams from participating in football tournaments. Russia has also been banned from taking part in the Eurovision Song Contest. In her speech, Zurabashvili confirmed the rumors. The ruling party, the Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, did not allow her to go on a working visit to Warsaw, Brussels, Berlin, and Paris amid the crisis in the region. She said that such restrictions are damaging for the country, especially in this difficult time. Zurabashvili stated that she had to make use of her contacts to visit decision makers in Brussels and Paris. She also said that after her visits, she was convinced that there's a real chance for Georgia to become a member of the EU. In her statement, the Ots- Otsneba MPs claimed that after her statement, the Otsneba MPs claimed that Zudabashvili's independent visits violated the Constitution as she embarked on the journey in spite of the government's disagreement. Following day, on Tuesday the 15th, Otsneba took the case to the Constitutional Court to confirm that the president had indeed violated the Constitution in her visits. However, According to the Institute for Development of Freedom of Information, IDFI, Zurabashvili did not violate the Constitution as it does not prohibit her from freely expressing her views on foreign policy both inside or outside of Georgia. U.S. Ambassador to Georgia Kelly Degnan remarked that the president's speech had a very clear message about the importance of unity. The ambassador said, quote, the president's speech was very much a reflection of that desire to bring help to the Ukrainian people right now, but also to bring stability to this whole region and bring unity to this country, end quote. Day after Zurabashvili's speech on Tuesday the 15th, Ukrainian ambassador to Georgia Igor Dolgov was spotted in Tbilisi. On the same day, the Ukrainian embassy in Georgia held a briefing where Andrei Kasayanov, the charged affairs of Ukraine, stated that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs would be immediately notified of Dolgov's return to the country to fulfill his duties. On Monday the 14th, the Red Cross Society of Georgia sent 40 tons of humanitarian aid to Ukraine to support people affected by the war. Humanitarian aid package contained food, hygiene products, and medications. If you'd like to make a donation to help Ukraine through the Red Cross, it can be done via our website, link in the show notes. According to polls conducted by the Caucasus Research Resource Center, over 65% of Georgians support allowing military volunteers to fight in Ukraine. The results of the polls found that the majority of the population thinks the government should support Ukraine by providing humanitarian aid, accepting Ukrainian refugees, sending financial help, and by restricting the entry of Russian citizens to the country. Study concluded that over 60% of the respondents believe the government should be more supportive of Ukraine. Only 2% of the population believe the government should be less supportive of Ukraine. Want to know more? 
Link in the show notes. This week, Open Caucus's media introduced Jana Baglatelia, a 47-year-old Georgian citizen who lived in Ukraine for the last 15 years. On the morning of the 24th of February, Jana was woken by the sound of a powerful explosion and realized the war had begun. By the time she decided to leave Odessa with her daughters, both the port and airport were closed. Luckily, one of her daughter's colleagues offered car to go to Georgia. John only had one hour to pack everything. She left Ukraine with two of her daughters, but the other two chose to stay. To know more about her difficult journey from Ukraine to Georgia, check out the link in the blog post in the show notes. On Wednesday the 16th, Belisi City Mayor Kachi Kaladze announced that children of Ukrainian families stuck in Georgia due to the ongoing war will be able to go to public kindergartens for free. On Tuesday the 15th, Parliament unanimously approved the resolution on Georgia joining the EU. The resolution was proposed by Utsneba and calls on EU member states to execute and executives' authorities to take the necessary steps to speed up integration of Georgia into the EU. Tbilisi City Hall is launching a program to finance social entrepreneurship projects. Within the framework of the program, the government will finance projects with a social mission and will prioritize those considering employing young people. According to the mayor, Kajikaladze, projects should involve the development of small enterprises such as creative studios, cafes, hostels, and recreation centers. The projects will get up to 30,000 lati, which is about 10,000 U.S. dollars. To know more check the show notes. Speaking of social entrepreneurship, as everybody knows, the first international social enterprise co-working space in Tbilisi is called the Impact Hub. It's in Fabrika. Its founder, Georgi Achalkatsi, was just appointed the head of the regional office of the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, EBRD, in Yerevan. Rochak, Georgi. Now a bit about cultural stuff going on in Georgia. On Monday the 14th, the director of the National Film Center, Gaga Chedze, was dismissed from his position. According to a statement, Ministry of Culture issued an investigation into the center's 2019-20 finances had revealed some infringements. A report has been forwarded to the prosecutor's office for further investigation. Chedze said he was not aware of the investigation. Ministry's statement took him by surprise. For the time being, the first deputy minister of culture, Carlos Sijarulidze, has been assigned the position of acting director of the center. After Chedze's dismissal, several Georgian artists issued a statement in support of Chedze and his work as the director of the National Film Center. They claimed that the ministry's decision was unforeseen, since even though the center got a very low budget because of the government's decision, he still managed to greatly contribute to the development of the film industry inside the country. Statement also reads that the assignment of the first deputy minister as acting director of the center could be a sign of the government's interest in gaining control of the center and decisions made in the industry, like, for example, the center supporting a movie made about a famous tree that was moved by boat. The public statement has been signed by over 300 artists. Facebook seems quite clear this was some kind of vendetta by the Minister of Culture, Teotlukiani, because... On a more positive note, on Sunday the 13th, a new exhibition displaying the works of Nestan Abu Shelishvili and Vajiko Chachiani opened at 4710 Art Gallery in Sololaki. Their pieces explore fragments of urban life by bringing together urban objects and materials. Link in the show notes. So weather's getting warm. You might be thinking about going on a trip, visiting some other parts of the country. This week, the National Statistics Office published a report of domestic tourism. According to the document, the most visited regions are Tbilisi, Ajada, and Imereti. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to our ad-free updates. If you want them to continue to be ad-free, tell your buds. 
And if you've been the listener for a while, you may have tried to find us on Twitter to give us a shout out, Instagram, see what we're up to. You didn't find anything because we don't have a person dealing with social media. Think you'd be good at that, wanted to give it a shot, or volunteer an hour or so a day to give us a hand, get to a wider audience, remember that we're a nonprofit. That's right, we are a nonprofit. Connect with us if you're interested or not at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nach on this. Thank you.